Hello. Uh, are you spring admit, fall admit? Like what's your current situation? Yeah, it's fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, this fall or pre, like pre, last oh, year? No, I graduated already. Okay. So you're an alumni. So definitely questions about um, what that process has been like in terms of looking for work. Uh, and so if people like you can make it there too. So how does that sound? Yes. Perfect. Awesome. So did you just want to give me a boilerplate on where you transferred from, what year you transferred in as, and maybe what you ended up studying at USC? Yes. So I transferred in fall of 2018 and I came in from Glendale Community College. So I was there for about two years and then I transferred in the fall and then I just graduated in spring of 2020. So I went into the community college with kind of I feel like a lot of people's experience where you don't really know what you want to study. You don't know what exact major to pick, but you kind of have an idea of your strengths, the skills that you have, and kind of like an idea of what career you would want to have in the future. So of course, I always had the ethnic parents telling me it's going to be something with law, something with medicine, something with grad school, engineering. My brother, my older brother was an engineer by the time I got into college. So I knew that I didn't really want to copy him anymore because I had been copying him so much of my life or he would say that. So I kind of picked the kind of path that I think would be better for me. I was really into writing and reading. English was something that I enjoyed more, but I was definitely always also into math and science. So it was a little bit hard, but I kind of decided to go into political science because I just really became interested in it in my senior year of high school with obviously the elections going on, those kinds of things, like in the background. I was also just always interested in the political system and how it kind of merged with like law and the legal route. So I thought that I wanted to study political science, see where that kind of took me and see if I would end up at law school, which right now that's kind of the goal. And so there might be an obvious answer to this one because you just said law school. But what career goals are you aiming towards? Is there a specific type of law? Is it working for a firm? Is it starting your own? What does that look like for you? I think the past year and a half, I've kind of been trying to figure that out. And I think I'm really interested in tech law, maybe cybersecurity. I think somewhere around that realm, I'm not really interested in legal representation. I'm not really interested in going into court and fighting cases all the time. I don't really see that for myself, but I'm definitely interested in the analytical and the logical parts of law. Um, And I would rather stay behind the scenes, I feel like, just like kind of like do my own work, meeting with clients and things like that obviously sound okay, but I definitely wouldn't be interested in big time like crime law and working with things like that. So I think I'm kind of venturing out into tech law with tech companies. And so knowing that, how do you see the classes that you did in poli-sci sort of helping to contribute? Before I transferred, my poli-sci my poli experience was very limited, I feel like. The requirements weren't that extreme and I found the class load very easy. So my first year at community college, I was kind of confused about what I wanted to do if poli-sci was actually right for me. So that's when I kind of started taking computer science classes because I was thinking of changing my major to computer science. So that kind of led me to a year of like self-discovery, being a little bit confused about what I wanted to do. Very different majors, very confusing. So I really wanted to take a few classes to see if I would even be able to do it because I wasn't sure how hard it would be. And I actually really liked it. So at the same time that I was applying to USC 
and other universities to transfer. I applied to about two universities with computer science instead. And I was kind of like deciding which path I would take. And I actually decided on USC for a specific reason that they were going to allow me to do a minor in computer science without having to fulfill any requirements beforehand, which was really good because I don't think a lot of universities even offer computer science as a minor. And of course, under computer science, they also have cybersecurity that you can take, a lot of different courses that are that are very like equipped for the career that you think you're going to have. I obviously still didn't know, so I didn't really go into those, but I was kind of just picking classes that I was obviously interested in because I want to take them, but also because I kind of saw how they would help me in the future. So my poli-sci classes the ones that really influenced me were the ones that I took at USC. I really was able to pick ones that I saw would help me on my path to law school. I was in the law the law category under poli-sci. So a lot of my classes naturally combined political science and law together. So I feel like I got a good experience of what law school would look like because my professors were very well experienced. They really catered the class around to... Um, students who were kind of pre-law, but still kind of deciding on it. So I think that's where I got the majority of my influence from. Awesome. I, I didn't know that about you, the fact that you'd done this minor in computer science. I think it's super interesting to combine that technical with something that's maybe more humanities-based. What are some classes that you initially found challenging, but ended up being really rewarding when you look back? I think my legal classes under political science were actually the hardest because I didn't expect them to be that hard. The classes that I had taken previously, especially at, computer, at community college, there were a lot of people who were able to give me some guidance, who had also taken the classes, who could give me a breakthrough of what I would be expecting. And at USC, I didn't really have that, obviously, as a transfer. I didn't really know anybody who had taken the classes before me, so no one could really give me an expectation of what I was going to get. So when I was kind of just like thrown into it, I expected them to be like my other poli-sci classes where I do the reading, I come into class, I participate, I write the essay, I get an A. I just expected it to go that route because it's always been that way. But what I didn't understand was that this type of classes required a little bit more effort on my part to kind of rewire my brain to not just think about poli-sci and writing a really good essay, but I needed to focus more on the law And I needed to just think of it in a different way. I needed to kind of put myself in the shoes of a law student and how they would be taking the class seriously and going in after hours to kind of go over these lengthy cases that are usually not given to undergrads. But I think it's actually a benefit that USC does this. I've never heard any of my other poli-sci friends from other universities have classes like this. So I think in the long run, I I used to see that as a disadvantage when I was in the class, but in the long run, I actually really benefited from it. And I'm really grateful for that experience. Awesome. That's good to hear. I'm glad that that USC was a benefit to you. Yeah. More than I expected. Way more, actually. I know some people sort of have the the opposite where they expect too much and then get let down, but that's good to hear. Yeah. It was really the opposite for me. I wasn't going to transfer to USC. I applied kind of very last minute for poli-sci. I applied just as kind of a backup. I was really set on UCLA because after high school, I really wanted to go to UCLA. And when I wasn't admitted right out of high school, I think I just kind of like set my eyes on that 
And a lot of people in my community college transfer group were really focused on UCLA as their goal. So I kind of just like saw myself on that route. And then when I chose to go to USC, I even was surprised that I chose that. Everyone around me was surprised. And I'd never talked about USC. My family had never talked about USC. So I didn't really expect to go there. I also didn't expect to really like it. Not going to lie. I didn't really see that as a fit for myself. But I constantly tell my friends who are applying for either grad school or law school, I really urge them to apply to USC because I saw the benefit, the benefit that you can have from smaller classes, from professors who know you by name, who can guide you in the right direction, who have so much experience and they want to have you succeed as well. They're just as motivated as you are and they want the best for you so that you're able to have this interaction with them that I think a lot of other universities, especially ones that have bigger classrooms, are not able to give you. And so I think you miss that part of the experience. For sure. And also to keep your options open when you're applying to colleges. Don't discount something that that seems like it wouldn't be good because in your case, again, this was last minute, you didn't think that it'd be a fit, it'd end up probably being the best choice of your life. Yeah. Right now applying to law schools, that's also my mentality too. I'm trying to keep options open and not have like a narrow mindset for one. Yeah, for sure. Well, my roommate just started at Gould. So if you need any any advice oh. or tips, happy okay, to share. That's perfect. I think that's kind of like my number one school when I take all the factors in with um, price, with how much they help with paying for it, with how close it is to my house, I could drive. And just because I've experienced USC undergrad already, I really think I would also love the law school. For sure. Well, I wish you all the best in that process. Hopefully you get it. Thank you. And so schedules, workloads, classes, making friends, et cetera, et cetera. What was the most difficult part of transferring for you? I think my, obviously my fall 2018 semester was probably the hardest. I was commuting and it was my first semester as well. So it was a lot to juggle. I couldn't really do much outside of just attending the classes because obviously I was taking full day classes. So I would attend the classes from morning to late afternoon, sit in traffic, go home, tired, unmotivated, have like a gap the next day where I would go to work. And then the next day I would just be repeating that schedule. I think the hardest part was in community college, I had this like a transfers program. Our version was called the scholars program where we're really close, we would take a lot of classes together because we needed to fulfill a requirement of like 16 units of honors courses. We would have weekly meetings. We were all very close to each other, even though there was about 200 of us. Most of us really knew each other from high school, middle school, and we were also just also planning to transfer to the same place together. So we were all just kind of like keeping each other in the loop, like with deadlines, with when we were applying, everyone was kind of aware of what was going on. If someone found out that there was this really cool volunteering experience that not a lot of people were doing, they would post it on our Facebook page. If somebody saw this scholarship that a lot of us could benefit from, if it was like catered towards us specifically, like for example, if it was like an Armenian or a Latina scholarship that only applied to certain people, they would post that. And I even, the job that I've been at for almost four years now was because someone had posted it on that Facebook page. 
and I wouldn't have really seen it because it's such a small corporation. I wouldn't, they weren't like advertising it anywhere. It was kind of like a um, referral kind of process. So I think going from being so involved to kind of just being by myself, also not a lot of my friends had transferred to USC. So I was just going to school by myself. I was, I had a few friends there, but um, it was definitely nothing compared to what I was used to. So I think it took a semester for me to kind of like get on the track, not just my schedule and the workload, but also just how I fit into this new school. I didn't really like feel a part of it because I was kind of just attending and going home. It didn't really feel like there was much there for me, but I think as I took more classes and I met more people who I would seek semester after semester, we got closer and I had a lot of professors who were guiding me in the right direction. They kind of knew what my interests were and if they found something they thought I would be interested in, they would kind of let me know. I think that's how I was able to really enjoy my experience at the end of it. For sure. And so how did you navigate making friends when you first came? Well, the first semester I was taking, obviously, the poli-sci classes that you're supposed to take when you're on that schedule. And I had a couple people who were in like both of my poli-sci classes that I was taking. So we kind of just started forming this study group. And because I think the classes are so small, when you pick a seat in the first week of school, you basically end up sitting in that seat for the rest of the semester. And I think it's inevitable for you to become friends with these people. You're all taking the same courses. When you're registering for the next semester, you're kind of all just talking to each other. Like, what do you think? Is this teacher good? Have you heard anything about this one? I think after that first semester, the friends that I had made in those classes kind of transferred into my next semester. And I had also started living on campus, near campus, in spring of 2019. So for my last three semesters, I lived near campus. And I think that was, that was the, I think that was the biggest factor in creating more friends because you're able to just connect with people who have as much time as you do, who are kind of on the same schedule as you, who kind of understand you. And it just becomes easy to just make friends and see them as often as possible. I've been, I've been asking people a lot about what they miss pre-COVID. And a lot of people say making friends face-to-face. Yeah. I'm going to keep it interesting for you. What's one thing you don't miss before COVID? I think maybe the stress of juggling a lot of things. Because I'm definitely a person who has a lot of FOMO. And if I get invited somewhere, it's very hard for me to say no. I always want to do everything that's offered. I don't want to feel left out from certain things. Obviously, if I don't want to do it, it's very easy for me to say no. But I think before, especially right before COVID, there was just a lot going on. And I think if COVID hadn't happened, I think my law school journey of studying for the LSAT and applying, I think that would have been pushed a lot further back than I was able to because I was more available to think about it, to consider my different options, to kind of like plan out a schedule. I think that really helped, especially for summer with not having a lot of places to go. Me and my friends were actually just talking about this. We had scheduled a vacation in the summer because we were all graduating and we have never been able to do like a full vacation with each other. And we were about to book it right before quarantine happened. So we were just like a week short of it. 
And we talked about how if we had done that, we would not have had time to study. We would not have time to take the, we just took the August LSAT. Like that wouldn't have happened. So we kind of talk about how there's a benefit to it and we're making some progress. Well, it's good to hear that you've taken advantage of the free time that we've been given. So for sure. Nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's a while back now. So you might not remember exactly what you said, but what's a point about yourself that you really tried to drive in your college application essays when they asked you why USC or why you? I think it was more with the questions. um, I think the supplemental questions where they asked kind of how you can bring diversity into the school, how you can bring in something that a lot of people might not be applying with. I think what I provided, I definitely don't remember what I wrote, but I think what I would have mentioned would have been all of the experiences that I've had outside of what my resume shows. So I think the decisions that I had made of how to go about my transfer process, about thinking about what classes would really benefit me, which ones would give me the skills that I needed, what kind of experiences would help me improve on those skills that I needed to really work on after high school. I think I didn't follow the general course, which is to take these four poli-sci requirement classes and to do like one or two internships every other summer. I really wanted to avoid doing those internships as much as possible because first my schedule didn't make that possible and I didn't really want to push myself over the edge for no reason. And I just really, for myself, I didn't see a benefit that those internships would give me. And so I really just didn't want to put my time and effort into it. I wanted to do something obviously that I had an interest in, which were the extra computer science and cyber classes that I took. I obviously could have chosen to do something else with my time, but I think looking back at it, I think I chose, I chose the right path for myself because the classes that I took really benefited my undergrad. Even when I transferred to USC, the same applies. I decided to still take the classes that I would be interested in and to do research instead of doing an internship and to do this year-long research program with a professor instead of doing a weekly internship because I thought that that was going to give me more skills and things that I could use later on in my career that I wouldn't be able to explain how an internship working in an office kind of doing paperwork would give me. I wouldn't be able to put that into words or application of how that's going to help me. So I think that was a very overrated generalization that people had was to, if you don't do an internship, your application is not going to be as strong as the other person's. And I really disagreed with that. And I was kind of very stubborn with it. So I kind of just stuck with it. And of course, it scared me at the time. I kept thinking I was making the wrong decisions. I was looking at everyone else kind of doing this. And I was worried that I wasn't going to get into the same schools. And this was obviously going to be the reason why. But now that I look back on it, I'm very happy that that's what I decided to do. Because I think even in my USC application and in my applications for law school coming up, I think the genuineness is going to show more from the events that I participated in, from the extracurriculars, the extra research emphasis that I took. And I think I really chose to kind of experience my undergrad to the fullest and to take these classes that I won't ever be able to take again and to do experiences that I 
I don't know about the future, but I feel like this is my last chance to do it. So I don't really regret not going with the general path that was set in front of me. I know you might not have regrets. Knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and give a younger Danara some advice, what would you tell her? I think I would tell her it's okay if you can't do all of it. Life will go on. And you don't need to stress yourself out, especially your first semester of USC. You don't need to put that much stress on yourself so that those effects carry on for the rest of your undergrad and for the rest of the few years that you'll have to like work through. I think the more you stress yourself out, the less you're able to have a clear mind to kind of visualize everything and to figure out a different way to do something. If your schedule doesn't permit something, like for me, it didn't permit internships. It didn't permit a lot of things that other people could do. I spent a lot of my first semester freaking out about that. And then my spring semester, I was able to kind of realize that I was making mistakes in just thinking this was the only path and this was the only thing I could do. And I kind of just decided to fill those gaps that I had in my schedule with things that would just supplement it and give me a more diverse background than other people who are kind of just doing the same, the same thing as the other person applying. I think I worried way too much about what that would mean in the future. And if I had just had the mindset that I had later on, earlier on, I think I would have saved myself a lot of anxiety and worry that I'm still having to deal with because of that one semester. Well, first I wanted to ask about the podcast. Is this new? Yes. Yeah, I literally decided to do this a week ago now. So. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I love podcasts. So I listen to them all the time. It's just like a good way for me to not be watching something. You can kind of like be doing things and just walking around. I've always loved podcasts and I always... I always wanted to make my own, of course, but I've just, it's one of the other things that I've just never been able to like visualize me doing it because I've just like stressed out about it. Like it just seems so stressful. So I really like that you're doing it. That's really cool. And I I wish this was a thing when I transferred because I wasn't able to really participate in the transfer community, the events that were held, because once again, I wasn't living on campus. It was really hard for me to juggle everything. This would have been really helpful, I think. So this is really good. No, I appreciate that. That's really good feedback because that's and that's exactly why I did this. It's because, I mean, even now, you know, for everyone, no one can attend events anymore. So finding ways to offer value to people that can't attend stuff is sort of where the idea came from. So definitely like when things go back, I still think it can be adding value to students who commute and who might not be able to attend everything. Yeah, anything that you sort of wanted to end it on, anything you'd like to tell people? I think I would just end it with, at the end of the day, if you just trust your gut and you're kind of doing things that make you feel good about yourself, that make you feel accomplished, obviously we all have things that we can work on and we should recognize those and work towards them. Like for me, public speaking, I was struggling with at the end of high school. So I put myself in a lot of situations where that would give me a lot of practice in before I transferred. And I saw a tremendous overall increase in my confidence and being able to do it of offering offering to be the first one to speak in a class and just things like that I saw such an improvement in such a short time but I also think if you know what you like like for me I like 
I actually do like school and I like specific types of classes and I thrive in them more so than I would just like following along with someone's instructions in a workplace that I don't want to be in. So I saw that as a sign that I needed to pursue that in my undergrad and not be worried that I wasn't doing enough. So I think as long as you do things that make you feel competent and accomplished, you don't really need to worry about everything else. It'll kind of just work itself out. For sure. Embrace the discomfort. Yes. Awesome. Well, Danara, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. This was great. Thank you. And I wish you all the best in the law school search. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Fingers crossed you continue to be a Trojan with us. But yeah, I, I look forward to hearing about you and hearing about what's going on in the future. I'm, I'm doing, I'm trying to do return guests as well. So maybe we could line up. I'm here, uh, never you need. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you, you too. And we'll speak soon. Okay, bye.